just for the listeners, um, most will know um, they've heard my my interview last year with Miranda. Uh, Emma Joe is the spearhead of that story. Can you just put that story into context, please? Oh yeah, sure. Um, so you know, this is mostly public already. It's been published, but um, I don't know if my side has been ever really fully revealed in my words, but. In uh, September of 2020, um, I was contacted by Steve Bannon. Uh, I didn't really know him. I knew his his producer from his producer's last life before he was Steve Bannon's producer. We were friends in New York. Anyway, I got a call from Bannon in September of 2020, um, end of September, saying, I have a story that's going to change your life. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> what is it? And he says, I have Hunter Biden's computer. <laughs> Wow. And I, right. Like, what do you do with that phone call? I was like, yeah, I was stunned. I couldn't believe my ears, obviously. Um, and, you know, there was a lot more to it, obviously, from that phone call to its publication, a lot more to it. Basically, I ended up obtaining the laptop myself. I got it from Rudy Giuliani. The original person in possession of it was a computer repair shop guy who Hunter Biden had given it to to fix Hunter Biden abandoned it um, at his shop. The guy saw that there's tons of sketchy and probably illegal stuff on it, called the FBI, gave it to the FBI. The FBI took it and he never heard about it again. Um, he watched the impeachment hearing that happened uh, maybe six months after that, after he turned it over to the FBI. He noticed that there was no evidence from the laptop in the hearings, which obviously would be relevant. And assumed then that the FBI was suffocating it or burying it. And, and he got freaked out and he thought that the cops were crooked at the FBI it's called Rudy Giuliani's lawyer. And that's how it got into circulation in the press and, um, or at least between Bannon and Rudy. And anyway, so they, they called me I got it from Rudy. Eventually uh, we did our own analysis of it, you know, got it looked at by tech people and whatever. Um, and, you know, you contact recipients of emails, stuff like that. We did our own research. And finally, we got the go to uh, go ahead and look in it and look for things to make a story of. And, and I ended up finding tons of incriminating evidence about Joe Biden. I wasn't interested in Hunter. I mean, everybody knew that Hunter was sketchy and crooked and doing all kinds of weird stuff. There have been books about it. But um, my interest was obviously in how does this relate to Joe Biden? Because Joe Biden had maintained throughout the campaign. Obviously, Hunter's business had been an issue and he had maintained throughout the campaign. We never talked about it. I don't even know about it. I never heard about it. Like we we talk, we just golf, you know. <laughs> and I was like, you know, obviously that's the first thing you look for. Like, you don't buy that. This guy, this kid's doing business with Ukrainian oligarchs and like Chinese billionaires and like Joe Biden doesn't know. So anyway, we found uh, a few very incriminating documents and those were front covers of the New York Post. Well, one was actually, and then the second front cover the second day was censored. Like we were censored. <laughs> that was the front cover because within hours of our publication. That was Twitter that, that censored it? Both, uh, tw well, Twitter and Facebook. So Twitter went like full out. Um, they censored any interaction with it whatsoever on the platform. Like they disabled the link. So like if you were to go on newyorkpost.com on a Hunter story, copy the URL, paste it into a tweet and click tweet, that tweet would be disabled. And um, many accounts were suspended also for talking about it and, and tweeting the link, but the link was surely dead. Like if your account wasn't suspended, you at least couldn't tweet the link. Um, and, uh, and 
they were even banning it in DMs. Like it was like all hands on deck. And then Facebook, they didn't go that far. They just released a statement that they were going to limit its reach. So I don't even know what that means, but they were basically like tinkering with their algorithms to make sure that, you know, let's say a million people in your, in your um, immediate network share the link on Facebook that you wouldn't necessarily see it. So they fixed the algorithm that you don't see things that are like that you wouldn't see that even if it's popular. And uh, they cited, Twitter had cited that it was a hacked materials policy and um, Facebook cited a misinformation policy, obviously neither of which had any basis. It was totally political. I mean, that came out and Jack Dorsey basically said as much in front of a Senate testimony a couple months later when he was, when he was summoned to, to speak in front of Congress over this. The damage had been done by Twitter at that stage when Dorsey came forward. The speed at which, as you said, all hands on deck, let's bury this thing. We cannot allow anything that may help Trump become president. Um, I suspect they knew that it was going to be a close election too, but it's just such a wild, when I say the story, more so the story about the story. Yeah, right. It's just wild because this should have been the biggest news story in the world at that time. I know if we had a responsible press corps that weren't political activists and that's the thing too, like, you know, and I was hit at the time as like a Republican operative and she worked at Fox news before this. And now she dealt with Bannon. So it must mean she's a Republican. It's like, no, like that's not the point. I just cared about a newsworthy story reaching public awareness. That's my job. And listen, if I would have had Don Jr.'s laptop and it would have shown that the president of the United States or whatever, or like, you know, at the time Joe Biden was vice president, if I would have had Don Jr.'s laptop and it would have shown that Mike Pence was doing business with the Chinese Communist Party, you bet that would be the front cover. But this story had nothing to do with my political opinions. It had to do with me acquiring something that was relevant and real and authentic and of public value. 